Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to the book of John in chapter 4. The book of John in chapter 4. We've been, for the last two weeks, been taken from verse, verses 46 through verse 54, some thoughts concerning a growing faith. Here we have in this scripture... Jesus is back in Galilee. He's in Cana again of Galilee. And a nobleman whose son is near the point of death is in Capernaum. And he hears that Jesus is back in Galilee back in Canaan. And so his son being near death, he exercises his faith that he has in Christ to be able to heal and to heal his son. And he leaves his dying son and goes a day's journey to Cana. We set, liken that to beginning faith, to a young convert who has faith, but their faith is yet weak. Their faith has yet not been tried. And so we see that this nobleman had a beginning faith. And he approaches Jesus and begs him to come down to and heal his dying son. And Jesus issues a not a statement concerning this man, but a statement of trying this man's faith to prove his faith. And we find the man having a faith that persists. He, he believes the Lord Jesus Christ can heal his son, he knows the Lord Jesus Christ will heal his son. He just needs to come to his house and heal him. And so he persists and says, Sir, come before my son die. We've seen he had a persistent faith. Then last week in verse 50, where Jesus had 
told him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed. Believed the word of Jesus. Believed the word that Jesus had spoken. And he obeyed. We see that his faith was an obedient faith. Faith. True faith. We emphasize in that again this week. True faith is obedient. True faith obeys the Lord. You and I that have true faith, we seek each and every day of our life to obey the Word of God. This week we come to verses 51 through 53. Actually, we'll be looking at the end, to the end of the chapter, but the next thing about faith that we notice is that sometimes faith is confirmed. Sometimes you and I need for our faith to be confirmed. We have faith. We believe. We believe the Word of God. The Word of God's record concerning creation. But once in a while, we get confirmation of that faith which we have in the Word of God. We have, get confirmation that the Word of God is so concerning creation by things that scientists and so forth discover concerning creation, which you and I have believed all along because we believe the Word of God. But don't you love it when men of this world, scientists of this world, find things that confirm what the Word of God says about creation? Another instance, we, we believe God's record, the Word of God concerning the children of Israel, bringing them out of Egypt, bringing them to the Red Sea, taking them across the Red Sea on dry ground, on dry ground, the water stood up like a wall on both sides of them, and they went across on dry ground, not muddy ground, up to their knees, but dry ground. And the Egyptians, who were in hot pursuit of the children of Israel said, they're going to cross on dry ground. We're, we're following after them. And they get in there and the waters come up on them and drown them. And they're all corpses the next morning. We believe the word of God concerning that record. But isn't it wonderful when almost 4,000 years from, from the time that occurred, isn't it, isn't it wonderful when archaeologists or whatever find artifacts that are, are down in the depths of the Red Sea that give evidence and proof to the fact 
that there was an army that drowned in the depths of the Red Sea. So we love, love it when we get those confirming and those confirmations, they, they serve over the time and those little confirmations that we get to strengthen our faith. Well, this is what we see in verses 51 through 53. Let's read them. Verse 51. And as he, the nobleman, was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. We see this man, this nobleman, receiving confirmation of that which he already knew. Faith, his faith, is confirmed. He was in, he was in the act of obeying the Lord. It was the next day. Jesus had said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And, and he, he, no argument, he turned and, and he went away, but it being late in the day, and, and he would have had to travel all night to have gone back home. So he waits till the next morning, and he sets out on the road, happy and joyous, and on the road... <laughs> His, he meets his servants, and his servants are all happy and joyous. They're all excited. Can't wait to tell him that his son is alive. His son is alive. Now, I mind you, he, this nobleman had not arrived home yet. Somewhere in, in the path from Cana to Capernaum, they met, whether it was halfway or, or what, he met his servants coming to him joyfully with the word that his prayer had been answered and his son was alive, was healed, was well. You see, this nobleman's belief and his obeying brought the blessing. It brought the reward. Faith and obedience were essential. And again, I ask you to turn to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 6, and this is the third time, third week in a row, that we are going to this passage of Scripture. But if you turn with me there, notice again. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. It is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, faith a faith that obeys. We see Enoch had faith. Enoch believed God. And 
He was not because he was translated. His faith pleased God. His obedience, his faith by obedience pleased God. Abraham, we saw last week, his faith by his obedience pleased God. And so he's in the chapter with the heroes of faith as are others in this chapter. But let's continue to read that verse. For he that cometh to God must believe, must truly believe. And he it demonstrates that, that belief, that faith by his obedience. That he is, is that he is God. That in other words, that he he's able to do anything. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, you diligently come to him in faith. You'll get the reward. You'll receive the reward. You'll receive the blessing. Just as this man did. Just as Abraham did. Turn with me to the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis in chapter 15. In verse 1, Genesis 15, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. In other words, don't fear, believe. Trust in me, have faith, for I am your exceeding great reward. I am your exceeding great blessing. And we go down a few verses and we see that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham had faith. He had faith that obeyed and God said, I'm your exceeding great reward. I'm your exceeding great blessing. Listen. The word of God is sure. We, we've just co covered that on Sunday afternoons and, and concerning our uh, uh, doctrinal statement concerning the, the Holy Scriptures. But the word of God is sure. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms in chapter 93. Look with me at verse 5, the last verse of that chapter. Verse 5 of Psalms 93. Thy testimonies, thy word, your, your testimonies are very sure. That is established the, the truth <laughs> they're they're correct <laughs> you can trust them you can have confidence in the word of God because it is sure it is not just sure it is very sure holiness becometh thine house O Lord forever <laughs> the word of God is is very sure it is established it, it stands firm turn with me the 
the 111th Psalm. Psalms 111. And look with me here at uh, verse 7. Psalms 111 and verse 7. The works of his hand are verity and judgment. The works of his hand are, are truth and judgment. He doesn't lie. He can't lie. He's not as man. He's God. He's truth and judgment. All his commandments are sure. All his word, every word that he has spoken, every word that he has had penned for, for our uh, revelation is sure. It's, it's established. It, it stands firm. You can count on it. In the book of Luke, chapter 21 and verse 33, where we read, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. <laughs> I mean, his word is, is so sure, it's forever, it's eternal. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah in chapter 40. In verse 8. Isaiah 40 and verse 8. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Did you get that? The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, the things of this earth, they fade away, they pass away. But not the word of God. The word of God. Standeth forever. That's how sure it is. That's how established it is. That's how firm it stands. You can count on it. Back to our text in the book of John and the book of John in chapter four. In verse fifty-two now. In verse fifty-two. He, he receives the, the confirmation of his faith. He confirmed, he confirmed, shall we say, the, the supernatural versus the natural. He, he was not surprised to hear that his son was alive. He believed, he believed the word of Jesus. When Jesus said, your son liveth, he believed and he obeyed and, and left and, and proceeded to make plans for his trip back home. So he was not surprised. He didn't, he didn't doubt the word of Jesus. He believed. He had faith. But he, he just wanted to confirm. He just wanted confirmation when this happened. In fact, the <laughs> Our text there says, uh, when he began to amend, like it was a process. And, and we're, we're familiar with sicknesses, and, and we've all gotten sick, and, 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 and we're, not, we're not instantly healed. 
It's a, a process. We gradually start to get better. And we wish that it was instant. We wish that it was right now. And so he, he says, he questions as to, to what hour he began to get better. What hour he began to be healed. Not surprised, not doubting, just needing confirmation. When? The hour that this happened. You see, he knew the hour when, when Jesus spoke the word to him. But he wants to find out the confirmation of his faith. He asked the exact hour that the boy began to recover. He wanted to be certain. He wanted absolute confirmation. What was he, what was he searching for then? If he confirmation, as we said in our opening remarks, the confirming of, of that which we believe serves to strengthen that which we believe. It, 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 it serves to, to urge us on in, in believing more of the Word of God. So he was, he was wanting his faith to grow. He was wanting his faith to be even stronger in Jesus. The confirmation of, of that which he already believed would strengthen his faith. We're told in the book of Second Peter. Well, let's turn there. Second Peter chapter three, in verse eighteen. We're told to grow in grace. Second Peter three eighteen to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever, to grow, to be strengthened in Him. How, how does that take place? How does that happen? It takes place by, by the preaching of the Word and by the reading of the Word and the study of the Word of God. We, we grow and our, our faith is strengthened. It's strengthened as we receive those little confirmations from God along the way. This man, this father, we can all imagine it, was so joyous. He was not only joyous, he was thankful. He was thankful. And so thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ that he wanted his faith to be deeper, to have a stronger faith. Turn with me the book of Mark the book of Mark in chapter 11 in verse 22 Peter had said to the Lord Behold the fig tree which thou cursed is withered 
away. And Jesus answering saith unto them, saith unto Peter and the other disciples, the other apostles, have faith in God. Listen, they were the apostles. They, it was Peter. They, they had faith. But he, what Jesus said to him is, is your faith needs to be stronger. You need to grow in faith. You need to, to believe. You need to trust. You need to have real strong and a deep faith. An abiding faith. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, and shall not doubt. His heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, Jesus said, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive. Believe without doubting in your heart. Believe that ye have that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Listen, how many times do we go to the Lord in prayer and we say, we go, go to prayer and to the Lord and we say, I know, Lord, that you're able, but in the, in the heart we don't think he will. We go to the Lord praying for someone to be healed and, and we say, Think in our heart and in our mind. We know the Lord's able. We may even say it to one another. We may not, may or may not say this, but I don't think he will. Many times that's the way we go to the Lord in prayer, isn't it? We go to the Lord knowing that he, he can, but we really don't think he will heal. He said, go, he said, pray. Pray without doubting in your heart. And you shall have that which ye ask. The book of John. The book of John in chapter 1. And in verse 22. Martha is with the Lord. Her brother Lazarus has died. And she meets the Lord as the Lord's coming to them. And she said to the Lord in verse 21 of John chapter 11, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. And she says this, But I know that even now... Whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give thee. She, she knew that whatsoever Jesus would ask of his father, that, that his father would give it to him. She didn't have the same belief concerning what she might ask of God. You see that? 
Oh. That if Jesus asked, that he would get it. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, and verse 25. Well, turn there. Hebrews, chapter 7, and verse 25. A verse that we're familiar with, and we've never thought to use it in this regard before. Verse 25 says, Wherefore? He, Jesus, is able also to save them to the uttermost, to, to completion, to perfection, that come unto God by him, seeth he ever liveth, to make intercession for them. He, he is able to, to completion. Do we have that kind of faith? That kind of confidence? And God sees sometimes... We're like, like the, the father who said, uh, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You see, we all have, are prone to unbelief. In chapter 11 of Hebrews, in verse 1, we read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You see, it's the substance of things that we hope for. Expectation. That's not it. I hope I get it. I hope I get it. I hope I get it. Like a child hopes for a gift, certain gift for their birthday, or for whatever. But this is a hope of expectation. It's the evidence of things not seen. We know God is able and we know that he will. And all we have to do is ask in faith, believing. The 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, in verse 23, we read this, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, without doubting, without fear. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. That promised. He promised us these things. We've just read some of the promises this morning from the word of God. And then back to our text in the book of John chapter 4. We come to verses 53 and 54. The latter part of verse 53 and himself believed and his whole house this is again the second miracle Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. We see in these words here, we see a witnessing faith. You see, the man believed. The man believed the word of Jesus. 
the word that Jesus had spoken, he believed. He had a confirmation to his faith. And then we see in these verses, he began to witness. He began to witness to his household. The things that had transpired, the things that had happened. He began to witness his experience with Jesus Christ. He began to tell of the things that Jesus did when he was there with him in Cana, Galilee. The word of promise, the command that Jesus had given to him, how that he had obeyed, he was returning home joyous and happy. Witnessing for Jesus could not have been easy for this man. Think about, about this man. Think about what we gave to you a couple weeks ago concerning this nobleman in the government. A man in the government. In office in the government. In a corrupt government. A corrupt and wicked government. But he loved Jesus. He loved Jesus for what Jesus had done for him. And he wanted others to know of the Savior. He wanted others to to experience the blessings of God upon him. He wanted them to know him. We had thought about the man of Gadara whom Jesus had healed in the book of Luke in the, the eighth chapter. And Jesus told him, he said, return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. So Jesus says to this nobleman, he says, go thy way. <laughs> Go thy, way, go thy way and tell others. Go thy way and tell your household. Go thy way and tell those that, that you work with there in that corrupt government of, of Herod's. Go thy way and witness to him. Turn with me to the book of Acts. book of Acts in chapter 2 and verse 39. Notice what what this says here, he says, for the promise, Peter preaching here, on the day of Pentecost says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It doesn't mean everyone in your household is going to be saved. But it just may be that many in your household 
you witness to, if you witness what Jesus has done for you, what God has done for you, that it just may be that God will call them under repentance and faith. And not only, not only them in your own house, but those in your neighborhood, in your county, and in your state. Maybe the Lord will call them, if you'll but witness to them. Turn with me to the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. In verse 30, in verse 30, the Philippian jailer and Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas are in prison and great earthquake and prison doors are open and none of them escaped. And, and the Philippian jailer witnessed that. And verse 30 says, and brought them out. That is, the Philippian jailer brought Paul and Silas out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I want what you've got. Tell me, tell me what I must do to be saved. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house, all in your house who will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, shall be saved. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. You see, the, the man brought them into his house, and now they're witnessing not only that man to the Philippian jailer, but to all that were in his house as well. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway and when he had brought them into his house he set meat before them and rejoiced believing in God with all his house all that were in his house who heard the word preached and they believed and were baptized <laughs> you see because the man brought Paul and Silas into his house, not only to witness to him, but to witness to his household, his children, his wife, his children, his servants, all that were in his household. Listen, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 tells us, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, not only, not only preach the word to them, but, but let them see your good works. Let them see that you're walking in the way, that you're walking in the way with the Lord. You're, you're obeying the commandments of God. Faith is obedient. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, we read these words, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. And be ready all 
to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Oh, lift the Lord Jesus Christ in your hearts. Set him apart in your hearts, in your life. You got him in your hearts. You come walking out in your life. And the people that we meet, we can tell them of the hope that lies within. We can tell them what Jesus has done for us. Now one day we are in expectation of seeing him face to face. This nobleman had a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He believed that he could and that he would. His faith persisted. His faith was obedient. His faith was confirmed. And then his faith witnessed. Witnessed to others of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we stand together?